Yo, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show. This is episode number 237. I'm recording this on a Monday uh, following the Salt Lake City Round 17 season finale for the 2023 Supercross season. Thanks, everybody, for joining me. As uh, those of you watching can tell, I am in the studio by myself here. There is no one with me. Uh, It was Mother's Day this weekend, so we kind of just... I don't want to say we canceled the show, but everybody kind of likes to spend time with their mothers, uh, mother of my child, my mother, all that kind of stuff. So basically, we just went ahead and said, you know what, Travis, just do a solo show, which is what I'm doing. So I'm just going to uh, give you guys my thoughts. Luckily, wasn't anything crazy, crazy happening at this race. All the point series were wrapped up. Um, but I'm going to give a few thoughts on what I think about both the 250 and the 450. We'll go over some rumor mill stuff. I have a Holster Co. rant uh, from from this week and uh, just kind of wrap up the 2023 Supercross season in total here. So thanks, everyone, for uh, for tuning in. If you guys are listening on the audio, make sure to give us a five-star review there. That'll help us out. And if you're watching on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment. You know the deal. Share it with your friends. Tell people about us. We are guys that just like to bench race, and we just decided we would record it. We're not industry insiders. We live in the middle of nowhere, Michigan. We do have a couple of friends, but that's basically it. It's not like we're we're industry shills or anything. So uh, before we get started, just want to thank um, our sponsors for this season. Uh, so first off, show presented and basically the whole season's worth of shows presented by Complete Racing Solutions. Make sure to check them out, CompleteRacingSolutions.com. Coach Rob can scientifically help you both on and off the bike. I've just started my on-bike training because I finally got the bike together. Uh, finally, we were having some good weather. The track's coming together here at the house. So started my on-the-bike training here, so we'll definitely be hitting up Coach Rob if I have any issues. Um, also want to thank TLR Coatings. Check them out, tlrcoatings.com, Michigan's number one custom powder coating shop. If you guys have a motorcycle project, you're trying to get some powder coating done, they do nationwide shipping. You can ship it in. Check them out on all the major socials, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram there. Uh, there are pictures. There are videos. There are reels. There is all sorts of stuff there for them, um, and they can powder coat anything the correct way. Uh, also on board with us, Holster Co., Gutterworks, Adept Creative Co., Isaac Nelson Designs, and Edgewood Farms. Links in the description down below for all of them. Links for merch. We've got a new t-shirt coming out here uh, for the great outdoors. Um, and then we've got uh, you know older t-shirts. We have Amazon links. There's all sorts of ways in the description to help us out. We've got a Patreon link. Uh, we do have one episode, a Patreon exclusive up there where we talk about, I believe it's 2007... Orlando is what we did. We we're going to do more of those, but everybody's busy. I feel lucky we got one in. So, all right, let's jump into this here. Uh, so, first up, 450 race recap going to be brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks, always well hung like Justin Barsha. And uh, I'm just going to start with the champ here with Chase Sexton. Now, I've heard some people out there, probably some Sexton haters, that are saying that this title comes with an asterisk. And I'm, I'm just going to start right off with you're completely wrong completely wrong there's no asterisk to this title for uh sexton sexton was far and above the fastest guy all year long um there were he's he's got the most laps led he's been the fastest in qualifying a vast majority of the sessions i'm not even going to throw a statistic out there but individual sessions overall sessions uh, just the fastest guy out there. He's got six wins, same amount Eli had. 
Um, he just had that whole uh, uh, stint there where he basically was crashing and it was kind of a mystery as to why. Lack of focus, bike problems, whatever. Um, but outside of that, he did everything a champion should and at the end of the year, he was rewarded for it here. I know it's not exactly the way we all we all wanted to see it go down, um, but this, that's how the cards are dealt. Like He did not do anything to Tomac. Tomac got hurt all on his own there. It was a freak accident, you know, whatever. Um, but you can't put an asterisk next to, uh, next to Chase's title here. He earned this 450 title, clearly the best guy, second best, most of the season there to Eli outside of a few times he had the red plate or whatever. And, and when he was winning, but just an unbelievable season for him. And to be real honest for a guy that we all thought came out of two fifties too early. Uh, it's incredible to see the transition he's made here in from last summer or well, actually last year, supercross last summer outdoors. And then this supercross season, just unbelievable. Um, and yeah, it's, it's great to see it, and uh, he has a lot more winning in him. Whether he's going to win more titles or not, that's completely up for debate. Me and Justin will debate that on the Outdoor Preview Show because there is this huge, uh, huge, huge jet coming in here. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, but this was a totally earned title for Chase Sexton. And on just a side note, He's one of only two guys to race every single main this year. At least this is the stat I was told the other yesterday by Cole. So if I'm not right, you can crucify Cole in the comments here. Uh, so Justin Hill and Chase Sexton are the only two riders to complete every single main this year. Um, so that is that's an impressive stat. He's the only factory rider to complete every single main this year. So. Super duper interesting there, um, and congratulations to him. And then he stamped the title by going out winning last night. He could have very easily just rode this in. I mean, he realistically didn't even have to show up to the race yesterday, and he still would have won this title. But he showed up. He got it done. He made it happen. So good on him. This is a good title for Chase Sexton, and we'll see if this carries through to the outdoors. So um, moving on here, I guess we'll just go down the line here. Aaron Plessinger, oh man, what a heartbreak for him in that heat race, huh? Like getting getting buck wild in the whoops, taking the camera out. Um, but a decent ride for someone who is still sore. Now, what happens to him here as we move forward? I don't know. Obviously, he's going to go outdoors here. I think he has another year left on his contract. But we have. I heard a rumbling the other day uh, that KTM has approached him about running GNCCs. And to be honest with you... Uh, the amount of injuries, lack of racing, he's kind of done here. Even though he's been good when he's there, but it might be something to look at. He's he's that vibe of the GNCCs. So, I don't know. That could be interesting to see if he does that. Um, actually, you know what? I think his contract is up this year. So, yeah, I don't I don't know where he lands here. Um, if he stays on KTM or not, I'm not 100% sure. He's kind of one of those wild cards that's like up in the air, but he's got to wait for a whole bunch of other puzzle pieces to fall in place. Um, but I felt like this was a good ride. And again, it's a second place and you got to you got to show up to be there, but in Detroit, he ran he led 20 laps in Detroit. So 
for me, this was a this was a well-earned second place. It was solid to see him on the podium one more time here, and we'll see if he carries this into outdoors. Hopefully, that soreness kind of goes away in the next couple weeks that he's got, and uh, we see him really up there. Um, third place, Justin Hill. Justin and Josh Hill, just an amazing season here, okay? Absolutely incredible. I mean, Justin Hill is a team tetter racing guy on the podium. Um, so just... And we've seen this coming. It's been building and building and building. He's been getting better and better and better. And then, yeah, when the when it thinned out here, there he is, you know. Um, now, granted, 21 seconds behind the leader, whatever. You still got to be there. And he still beat a bunch of really good guys. So um, hats off to Justin Hill. If we could shave the mustache and the beard, though, dude, the blonde mustache and beard does not. It's not a good look. It's just not a good look. So if we could shave that, would be awesome. Outside of that, dude. What a season for somebody that we all were like, man, he's just never going to live up to his potential or whatever. This is this is really good. And uh, from what I know, him and his brother are both going to continue to ride for Tedder next year. So we'll see how this goes. But good season for the Hill brothers. AC is fourth. And the only thing is, is that those arms are just they're just not there. I don't know if the stem cells will get him there or not, but we'll see as we move on. Um, it was a good ride. I really thought we were going to see another podium out of AC, but wasn't meant to be, I guess. Um, hopefully the stem cells and he, again, he did really well outside of the couple of rounds he missed there because he re-aggravated the arm or whatever. Um, but hopefully we just continue to see him do things like this out going outdoors and like outdoors should be, depending upon how his arms hold up, outdoors should be okay for him too because a lot of these guys are not going to be back to start outdoors. We'll get to some of that here, but it's going to be thin for the first few rounds at least. Um, Dean Wilson gets a fifth. That's great. I heard that was what he was looking for was to get a, get a fifth this year, um, be kind of a top five guy. So there we go. That's good for Dino for his last... Uh, last I believe this was his last... Uh, Feld Supercross race. I be, he's going to ride Worlds, so we'll see how many years he does Worlds here. But last Feld Supercross race, as far as I know, Josh Hill sixth again. Like I said, just a great year. I mean, Josh Hill won in like he was he was in his prime in two thousand seven eight, and now here he is. You know, twelve. What are we? Twelve, fifteen years later, something like that. Just just unbelievable. So, um. Shane McElrath, seventh. Shane's off to do World Supercross. I don't have a ton to say on a lot of the rest of this stuff here. Justin Starling, eighth. That's good. But again, the field's thin. You know, not taking anything away. You're still going to be able to point to that when your kids are, when your grandkids are sitting with you and say, yeah, I was an eighth place main event guy. But um, Devin Simonson, ninth. Grant Harlan, tenth. Still injured as far as I know, which is crazy. Uh, Kevin Moran's 11th, which was good because he had an issue, flipped over the bars, crashed, whatever, and came back to 11th again. So that's good. Cade Clayson, 12th. Tristan Lane. Good job for Tristan Lane going from not making mains. These last three were really, really good for him. Uh, Chiz, 14th. He had some issues. Hunter Slosher, 15th. Cartwright, 16th. Noren, 17th. Joan Cross, 18th. Marquier 19th, Carnal 20th, Jared Lesher 21st, and we get down to 22nd with a DNF, Ken Roxon. Uh, let's talk Kenny here for a second. So with Kenny, um, interesting news here coming out this week with the three-year deal with World Supercross. 
Um, I haven't, I've been digging around trying to find out what the number is that they paid him. Cause from what I understand, it's pretty high. What we can figure it's gotta be at least a million bucks a year to go race that the next three years. Not sure if we're going to see him at Feld Supercross anymore. That's totally up in the air. Um, a big, big, big bummer here that he, uh, hurt his knee. Um, it's one of those things we won't really know unless he gets an MRI to see. He was, from what I understand, riding a scooter around the pits later that night, and he was feeling better and trying to go out. We all believe now that he had a third-place bonus. So if he could have just got the two points, gone out there and, and done a couple more laps, he probably could have got third in points and got a third-place bonus. Super interesting They had third, if he does have a third-place bonus because Roxon's the kind of guy that for a lot of years here, he's he's kind of like an Eli or a Sexton. Like, they don't have third-place uh, bonuses as far as, as far as championship stuff goes. They are win or nothing, basically. So, super interesting on that account. Um, just a weird accident and, like, super sad to see that. Hopefully, it's okay so we can see him at World Supercross let's let's get into the world supercross thing a little bit so number one maybe it was a situation of they were just pulling out the the pocketbook here to get him to come because they need guys to legitimize this ken roxon's a name that they can use to legitimize the world supercross which is great um another interesting thing i heard is that he was waiting for his wada exemption to come through uh before he committed to it which could be a thing there was that incident at the last round last year with the drug testing and astafin and all that kind of crap so who knows if there's much truth to this it's an interesting rumor to definitely think about of like hmm, maybe this is why he said he was going outdoors because outdoors has drug testing and i'm going to air quote for our listeners here drug testing um but it's not i don't believe it's sanctioned by any maybe i don't know i don't even know it's not wada that's testing so that probably means you can skim plus we've all heard the we've all heard the story of Davey saying yeah i'm not gonna sit anyone down who gets drug tested in outdoors i'm gonna look at it go okay and then like we're just gonna move on so interesting that we were going outdoors 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 and now we're doing world supercross now granted there is some legitimacy to what he says from what we all understand with the illnesses and stuff he has going on um going outdoors would be would be tough now he made it through supercross pretty okay and like didn't fade off towards the end of the season like we've seen but it's it's still a super interesting thing so i think it's kind of a money could be combined with the wada thing like could be combined with like we said the illness thing too so there's a lot of different variables that probably could have gone into him racing it we all kind of thought he was going to race it we all thought it was super weird that like he wasn't going to race world supercross with that number one plate um but yeah interesting and we'll see how many more years his career goes like i said from what i understand he does not have a deal to ride next year as far as like ama supercross goes um so we'll we'll see We'll see. I don't know what the future holds for Ken Roxon other than he's going to ride these six World Supercross rounds. So um, that's going to basically wrap up the 450s for us. Uh, again, not a lot happened. It was kind of boring. The rain kind of bumble fucked everything around here this week. So 
Uh, 450 race recap there brought to you again by our friends at Gutterworks. Make sure to check them out. Links in the description down below. Um, moving on to let me change up my thing here. Moving on to 250s here. 250s brought to you by our friends at Isaac Nelson Designs. If you uh, need any logos designed, he does most of them for us, like 99% of them. So make sure to check him out. Isaac Nelson Designs, link in the description down below. So 250 race recap. So Jet Lawrence gets the win. And I'm not sure if you all saw this, but there was some raw emotion coming across there when he won that showdown. And you have to look at Jet's showdown record here. Um, it's not great. It's not great. You have the Atlanta showdown last year where him and Hunter went like 2-3 at it, uh, and I think he crashed there. Then you go into the Salt Lake City showdown last year. Jet ends up, um, let's see here. He ends up, oh, he crashed in practice, hurt himself. After he'd won the title, hurt himself. So he uh, didn't ride the race last year. Then you go to New Jersey, however many weeks ago it was. It's a total mutter, which he doesn't get a great start. It comes through the pack, but gets second. So for him to go out and win, and to me, this is a big deal, too, because it, like, stamped his 250 career. It was like he's now won everything. He's won titles indoors and outdoors, both coasts indoors. He's won triple crown races. He has won overall triple crowns, and now he's won a showdown. <laughs> So just stamps it as he's done everything and just solidifying there the there's something special. Now, the one thing that has sucked is we got robbed on these showdowns here of really the Jet and Hunter battle. OK, so you had rain a few weeks ago here in New Jersey really screwed us. Um, like I said, last year he crashed in Atlanta there, kind of screwed us. And now you have um, this one here where uh, Hunter just got a terrible start. Him and Deegan both, and we'll get to Deegan in a second, but Hunter got a terrible start and just was way in the back trying to come through. So we didn't really get to see them battle. Uh, the pass that Jet put on RJ, eh, maybe a little bit aggressive, but I thought it was just good hard racing. Um, now, as far as to Ricky's point of like a little bit of sauce on it uh, after the mutter in New Jersey there, I don't know about that either. I'm not fully buying that. Could be, but that's a little out of character for the Lawrence boys to an extent. Um, so I don't know. But I thought it was a great way to top off Jets' 250 career. And now we're on to 450s, and I cannot wait. So look for me and Justin to be arguing over him for outdoors here as we, as we proceed forward in the next show. Show 238, which is going to be fully dedicated to Hayden Deegan. And we'll get to him in a second. Um, RJ second. RJ was ripping. Ripping. Great race for RJ. And overall the season, much better for RJ. He was he was much more on point. He was much cleaner than he had been any other career. He's got a new deal with uh, Husky there. So I think this will bode well for him moving forward. But to be honest, I think RJ is just always going to be RJ. And I think he's going to get to a point here either next year or the year after where he's just going to have to go to 450s and just see how it goes. And will it go well? I don't know. It went okay in Daytona, but we'll see. Um, I don't have high hopes for RJ like coming in and, and knocking the socks off anybody. Uh, but I think, again, he could be a solid secondary 450 guy on a team. But we'll see where this goes. Um, Levi Kitchen, third. 
Levi had a good race. Um, heat race was solid, won that, so that was cool. Uh, he's moving, from what I understand, to PC next year, so that's interesting. And I don't, I don't know here. Kitchen came in, and we really thought he was going to kind of shake some things up, and it's been kind of... I don't want to say mediocre, but it hasn't been as great as I guess we thought or it it was anticipated. Um, Like I said, still a good night for him. Uh, Didn't really see much of him in the main there, mostly because we were focused on Hunter and Deegan coming through the pack. But um, this was a good way to wrap the season, I think, for Levi and a solid season that he got through. So that's that's good there. Uh, Shmoda fourth. Didn't see Shmoda all damn day. Have no idea anything about Shimoda. Didn't notice him. Didn't pay attention to him. He wasn't on my fantasy team, so I wasn't watching for that. Uh, fourth is okay. It's not bad, but let's see what happens outdoors. Uh, Jordan Smith, fifth. Jordan Smith, ripping. Jordan Smith could have won this race, and I'd have been like, mm-hmm, yep, that was a thing. Uh, just an absolutely fantastic day for him, Um but fifth place doesn't really prove like how fast he was going in qualifying, how fast he was in that heat. Like, like I said, Jordan Smith was ripping and probably should have won this race, but things just didn't, things just went Jordan Smith. They, they went Jordan Smith. That's all there is to it. Jordan Smith is kind of like RJ. RJ is going to RJ Smith's going to Smith and off we go to the races. So Hunter Lawrence sixth, um, super interesting. Him and Deegan working their way through the pack and having the terrible start. Like, just one of those things. He rode really well, but there's just there was only so much you could do there between the way the track was after the rain, the way that track would even be normally, and uh, yeah, just just having the title wrapped and not wanting to do anything stupid before outdoors. This was a solid wrap up to the season for him as far as how the night went. So uh, Max Anstey seventh, real bummer for him missing second place in points by one point. Poor Hunter got him there at the end so that kind of sucks um Hayden Deegan eighth here comes our Hayden Deegan rant of the night uh no he was he was super good another heat race win and he dude I'll tell you what in that heat race Deegan was the man like just dominant good start ripped out front and he was gone I was highly, wildly impressed by him in that heat race there. Um, Main, again, same thing as Hunter, just terrible starts. They both worked their way through the pack really well, and it was great because they were basically pacing each other, and then Hunter got by him, and then Deegan was staying on him. So, um, yeah, great, great heat race for him. Main event, eh, okay. And second in the points for your rookie year for a guy that wasn't even really supposed to race 250s, that's, that's pretty good. Now, outdoors, again, I'm going to maintain... The same thing me and Justin have been saying, which is I think outdoors is going to be a bit more of a struggle for him. Not a lot. And everybody can keep telling me, oh, he's, he rides outdoors his whole amateur career. He rode a lot of Supercross his amateur career. It's very widely known. And if you don't know, then you obviously don't follow them very close. Brian built a tamed down Supercross track. And from the time Hayden was, 60, was on 65s, he was riding Supercross. And then they just built the track bigger and bigger as the, as the kid got older and the bikes got bigger. Now, I th- I think the real clear path for Hayden here going forward is to literally just get through all 11 outdoors, get through those three super motocross races without being hurt, and come into Supercross next year just ready to fucking bang because he is ready to party at this point. The speed, we've watched it grow to the point of that heat race here, which he won, which is basically like winning a main, 
So I think 2024, you have to mark him down as a contender in the 250 class. <laughs> However, yeah, I think outdoors it's going to be. And, and when I say struggle, I mean, I'm saying if he podiums motos, won't surprise me. If he podiums an overall, won't surprise me. But I think you're going to see a lot of five to tens, I'm going to say. So we'll see what happens. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm going to go with that and start commenting down below with how much of an idiot I am about about the Hayden Deegan thing. So uh, Mitchell Oldenburg, ninth. He's headed to World Supercross. Carson Mumford, 10. He has an outdoor offer from Bar X, but he is really wants to ride PC, but Mitch doesn't really want him. So that's an interesting predicament he's in. Enzo Lopes, 11th. Um, Enzo is, I believe going to stay with club from what I'm hearing now for next year. So we'll see Chris Blos last ride on the, uh, pro circuit 250 there, uh, 12th. So that's good. Dylan Schwartz, 13th, Tom Bial, 14th. And let's just pause there and talk about Tom Bial and Max Volan beating that LCQ and then Max Volan not qualifying. <laughs> that's not a good look for Max. Max was having a much better year. He looked much better. It was cool, but it's not a good look. He's still very young, okay? I think he's only 18 or 19. But you got to remember, he's still year three. Like, uh, this isn't this isn't good. Volan, I think, has a lot of talent. Super nice kid. Super good rider. But it's going to have to start clicking for him. We'll see how outdoors goes. Hopefully, outdoors goes way, way, way better. But if it doesn't, uh, this is a bad look. And I'm hearing rumors that he's going to star, which is super interesting. So, uh, Tom Bial, 14th. Tom was getting through that race and let's go outdoors so we'll see vial is going to be good outdoors we all know this two-time gp champ um so we'll see colin park 15th robbie wageman 16th jace owen 17th cody shock 18th jeremy martin 19th i was surprised to see jeremy martin back uh he was ripping pretty good during the day but then once the rain came and stuff at night just not great michael hicks 20th mitchell harrison 21st and Derek kelly struggled Surprise, surprise, because it was slick out there, uh, 22nd. So that's your 250 race recap there. Again, brought to you by Isaac Nelson Designs. So, um, okay. Holster Co. Reload Rant here. Let's talk some privateer stuff here. So everybody's trying to qualify for this SMX stuff. Me, as a, as a super fan, I still am not 100% sure outside of winning a race, how you qualify for it. These privateers are trying to qualify for it. And here is the thing. The pay outdoors, even though it's gone up, is still so shitty that it's financially irresponsible for these guys to go ride outdoors. So I don't know what's going to happen with this. It's... They're, they all want to qualify for the super motocross because there's more money, more payout, the tracks seem interesting but how do you do it if if you're gonna go in the hole to try to do it what if you miss what if you don't end up qualifying you go to four or five of these outdoors trying to get some points you don't get any points i mean look at kev and i can use him as an example from last year kev went to nine out of 12 outdoor races last year and ended up not i think he maybe scored one point all year so it's like, how do you financially justify going and doing five to nine races outdoors? Let's just say you don't even go to the California rounds. 
and like lose money. And then if you, for some reason, end up 20 to 30th instead of in that top 20, so you're not gaining any points, and then you miss out on qualifying for the SMX races, this is wild. And like, this is one of those things where I wish this idea was not so half-baked so these guys had had a better idea. Now, I will say I heard a thing today on the Pulp Review. Fowler did some number crunching from Fowler's facts there and figured out that in the past, I don't know how many years, it only takes about 76 points to get into the top 20 for the year. Um, so there's a lot of these guys that are in the top 20 that probably should be pretty safe. But it's still... I don't know, man. I just wish they would. I wish there was a good way to make the pay not more equal because I'm not uh, a socialist. I don't believe in redistribution of wealth, but just some way to make sure that the guys who are in, well, for Supercross, uh, 12th to 22nd place and the guys in outdoors that are 21st to 40th, for them to actually make money to make it it doesn't even have to be super profitable but just somewhat profitable for them to race i wish there was a way i don't have a good answer for it i could sit here and spew forth all sorts of stuff um but i don't know that's my that's my holster co reload rant here it's just let's figure out a way to pay the privateers more let's see what we can make happen so I don't really know. I give I give Mathis a lot of props for coming up with that 147k uh, to give away to the guys for the race. I have dabbled in all sorts of ideas. Comment down below if we did some sort of giveaways or something that was essentially just to collect money uh, to give to privateers. If you guys would be interested in that or not, um, I don't even know what we would do. I've, I've been trying to figure this out for years now. I'm no closer. At some point, I'll get it figured out, but today is not that day. Tomorrow doesn't look good either, but but comment down below if you would partake in that if we did that. Um, okay, before I wrap up here, a uh, couple more things. A um, couple rumor mills I've been hearing. Uh, first rumor mill I've heard, and uh, let's see, where did I hear this? Was it, maybe it was Gypsy Tales? Um, I don't know. I think it was Gypsy Tales. I don't remember. I heard that there is some very serious talks going on between Feld and Netflix um, about possibly bringing a Drive to Survive style series to Netflix of Supercross, which I think would be great. I think it would be absolutely fantastic. So hopefully we can see that. That's all I know right now on that. One more little tidbit to leave you guys with before we wrap up. Rumor mill I've heard. I heard that MX Sports was paying Eli Tomac to race outdoors. Quite a substantial sum from what I understand. I hope he got that check before he got hurt. <laughs> um, super interesting that that would be the case, but I also understand it because they're trying to bring some legitimacy to the super motocross thing, which you can't do if the guy who goes out and wins the supercross points which is what it kind of looked like wins the supercross title doesn't race outdoors and then doesn't race the smx stuff so super interesting there just a, like i said a little little rumor i've heard this week that they were going to pay tomac to race outdoors coming from the series so i don't know i'll dig a little deeper and see if i can legitimate uh, I, if i can find some legitimate uh legitimate grounds on that but 
that's basically all I have. Thank you everyone for tuning in for another Supercross season here. Really, really appreciate it. It's been a great year. Our views are through the roof. Even you haters that are watching our Deegan videos just to tell us how stupid we are that Hayden Deegan's the greatest rider ever, probably better than Ricky Carmichael. Thank you for watching and commenting. Comment down below with anything that you disagree with me on here. I really appreciate it. It's been a great season outside of these last couple rounds where everything kind of went to hell in a handbasket as far as riders went. Um, but I really do enjoy doing the show. I enjoy the sport. So thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, we will see everybody next week with our outdoor preview show. And again, make sure to uh, check out all our sponsors. Links in the description down below. Complete Racing Solutions, TLR Coatings, Holster Co., Gutterworks, Adept Creative Co., Isaac Nelson Designs, and Edgewood Farms. And we will be back next week for the Hayden Deegan dedicated outdoor season preview show. See ya.